Okay, guys, here we are on another episode of the Premier Podcast, powered by Premier Mortgage Lending. We have two great guests with us today, Mike and Danielle Pedro, co-owners of MD Aesthetics in Wyndham. Welcome, guys. Thank you, so Thank much you for having us. us. Yeah, absolutely. Let me correct that. Dr. Mike Pedro. Sometimes. Right? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Depending. <laughs> One um, professional mic comes out. Right? Hey, hey. <laughs> we, we all have different personalities from time to time. Um, so, um, you guys have had MD Aesthetics in Wyndham how long? Three years? Yep. yep. Okay. Since 18, was it? 2018. Yep. We moved locations recently. We've been there a little longer than a, than a year. In the new spot? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to talk to you about business, life, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, let's talk about you guys first because people like to find out about people, right? Sure. Not just the business. So where are you guys from? Where'd you grow up? How'd you meet each other? So I grew up. I'll start Lynn, Lynn, City of Sin. Yeah. Yeah. Never come out the way. That's what in. I was going to say. Um, you know, went, went to Lynn schools. Yep. Went to high school at, at St. John's Prep. Yep. Uh, then from there, went on to Brown University. Wrestled there and then went to med school down the Caribbean. Was there for two years. A lot of fun. I bet. A lot of naughty stories that we probably don't want to talk about here. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> it's some education too, I guess. Right, right. And then, what, what, yeah. what, what brought you down? Why did you get onto the Caribbean? That's yeah, cool. Yeah, good itself. question. So my brother was a four-time Olympian in, in judo, two-time Olympic bronze okay, medalist. so that's very interesting too. And growing up, I always wanted to follow in his footsteps. Yeah. So at this was my senior year at college. I was number two in judo in all of North America. Get out of I'm here. Sorry, number one in all so of North America. Let's let's go back further. Yeah. Time, right. Because yeah, I think yeah, buddy. we skipped a lot of like a lot, a lot of good stuff here. So <laughs> when did you start? You know, practicing judo and when? How did how did that all start? Soon as I could walk. Okay. I, I don't remember the first time ever stepping on a mat. Really? Yeah. Grew up when my father was very martial arts driven. Owned a Know, martial arts facility. Yep. And my brother, my sister, and myself. Ever since we could we could remember, we've been training. So your your whole family is is in it. That's what you do. That's what we did. Yeah. How long is, has your dad had? Does he still have the? He doesn't. He you know my brother runs it now. It's down in Wakefield, Mass. Okay. Uh, Pedro's Judo Center. Is that where it's always been? It's moved. It's moved. It started yep. back in Peabody. Okay. Right right in Peabody Square. Yep. Uh, then it's moved a few times since then. But how long? How long has the, the school been open? Oh, he, I think he opened it in in the seventies. Wow! Yeah, that's my father awesome. was an Olympic alternate in, in nineteen seventy six for judo. So. Okay, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to disappoint. So so you were you, you practiced judo all all growing up at, at Brown. You wrestled. Yeah. So at also at St. John's, I wrestled too. Okay. I was, uh, three time captain there. Yep. Awesome. At the time, I held the mass state record for most wins. Get out of here. Career. Yeah. It's been broken since then. That's pretty cool. What, what, what weight did you wrestle in high school? 171 and 189. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a tubby. Yeah, no, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. You don't, even, you don't even look that big now. Um, yep. yep. I haven't put on much weight. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, okay. So you go from St. John's to Brown, and then you... Yeah, so my senior year at Brown, I was at a, a world training camp. My yep. brother, was, brother was coaching me. Um, and some guy went to attack me. I turned my back to try and throw. My foot got stuck in, in the floor. Okay. My knee twisted, tore my ACL. Had reconstructive surgery. Uh, and this was in 2002. Okay. And I wanted to make the 2004 Olympics. Right? So I rehabbed back. So this is when you were a, a senior at Brown? Yeah, okay. senior at Brown. Yeah. So I rehabbed back, took about nine months, got back on the mat, and then within a few months, I, I re-tore my ACL. Oh, no way. So I always wanted to go to med school, 
and I figured I was going to do I was going to say, it. if you were going hard in that direction, were you also looking yeah, at so going? I, exactly. I went, you know, I did pre-med at Brown. Okay. And then, you know, what I wanted to do was go to med school after the Olympics. Yep. Because I just had, you know, the fire inside was burning. Um, then when I retore my ACL, I knew I wouldn't be able to make the Olympic team. Then I had a decision. Do I want to stick around a year and a half, do nothing until yep. I could enroll in, in the U.S. med school? Or do I want to go down to a Caribbean? And I had a couple friends that had gone down there. One became an anesthesiologist. And why was it that you had to wait that time? So just the way the enrollment oh, works. Oh, just the way the enrollment taking, process works? Taking testing and then, yep, and then the following year you enroll okay. to get in. So gotcha. whereas there was open enrollment you know, in, in the Caribbean each semester. Yep. So okay. I only had to wait about you know, two months. So awesome. I was like, got, got on a plan, ready to have some yeah, fun. You don't seem like on. the type that is going to wait around. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's just do it, right? Get her done. Yeah, yeah. So you just moved down to the Caribbean and started med school? Yeah, I did. And it was when I, well, <laughs> on my way there, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. You know, you think of the Caribbean, you think of beautiful beaches, right. beautiful women, a lot of fun. Well, I went to... That was still part of your experience, let's be real. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, not, not to the extent that I thought it was going to be, though. Right. So I went to a place called Sabe University. Okay. And it literally looks like a volcano. Um, it sticks right out of the ocean. Get out of here. Yeah. And in order, it's one of the smallest runways in the world to land on. So we're in this little puddle jumper. And as soon as you land, if the wind's too much, you have to go back up, circle, and, and come back down. Yeah, that sounds fun. So <laughs> it was uh, something that I ever had to experience. God. Yeah, landing on landing the first time, I didn't realize there was no beach on this island. And, what uh, island is it? It's called Seba. Oh, that's the name of the yeah. island. It's actually like yeah. world renowned for scuba diving. Like so it's just like a, an active volcano. You know, just get out of here. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of the top. S A B A. S A B A. All right, I'm gonna have to look it up after it's we're like done. 15 miles away from St. Martin. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. is there like nothing else on this island? Not much. No. There's a rainforest. Like, oh, that's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. A lot of hiking. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, once our tests were over, we took a plane back to St. Martin, and that's where we were able to have our fun. It was easy to bounce around down there? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you could either take a plane, which is 15 minutes, yeah. or you could go by boat. Now, the boat was great because actually on the island, they all they had a Heineken factory, Heineken Brewery. On on the island? Oh, Sabre, yeah, because it was a Dutch island. Not bad, right? No. Okay. So the boats, you got free Heineken the entire time. And that Heineken <laughs> is a lot different than what we have here. Yeah, it's way more tasty. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it is. Wow, it's that's so awesome. Fresh. All right, so we got you up till. You know, med school. When do you guys meet? Well, I met pretty much. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Go ahead. Well, we met pretty much when you were done with med school. And I will never. No, it was my second year. I was done with Saba. I was done with Oh, the right, right, right. You're right. All right, why don't you continue the story? All I know is well, that I when I. I just wanted to make sure we, 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 were, we were starting at the time yeah. when you guys met each other. So, I mean, but just to give you a little bit more detail on Saba, yeah. like, it's one of those places that you don't flush the toilet. What's, what's the phrase that you use? If it's yellow, let it mellow. Let right. It's brown, flush it down. Yeah. Right? So when I met him, and you can go into the details of how that ha ha happened, <laughs> but I'm like, who the hell doesn't flush a toilet? Like, right. it's oh, what, what are you I used to never flush the toilet. Yes. Yeah. And so finally, like, I would, it was a total turnoff for the stranger that I'm just meeting that he was just letting his piece sit in there. So finally, I had oh to ask, God, and so he funny. told me, he's like, oh my God, it's just something that we need. Just to have it, right? Yeah. Just used to it. Just to have it. Oh, that's so, awesome. So about. Three, three or four months before I'm going to come back from the Caribbean. So the yeah. way med school works in the Caribbean, you go to the Caribbean to do your book studies. Yeah. And then you, for two years, and then you go to the U.S. to do all your clinical rotations in different hospitals. Okay. 
So just before I'm gonna come back and start my clinical rotations, um, I had a long-term girlfriend at the time. And I ended up finding out that she was had been cheating on me for like six months. Get out of here. Yeah, and I was supposed to fly home prior to graduating those so two years. So she, she wasn't in the Caribbean with you? She was. No, she was going to law school here in, in Suffolk. Okay. Yeah, we, we met at Brown. Yeah. And um, so we're in, we're in the Caribbean. I'm supposed to fly home in order to have an engagement party. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I find out that she was cheating on me. Right. And I was devastated. Well, and you find out like as you're like so my best how, friend how, Nick how soon me up. before you're getting ready to add all like, this engagement? How, how like, personal like, are we like, getting like here? Like days? Like, yeah, days, <laughs> days. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not laughing, but I'm laughing because <laughs> no, it's, it's fucking it's ridiculous. So, so I had to cancel that. My best friend Nick, okay, he he was the one who told me, and here's how I found out. Okay. He he said, listen, we were um, I was in Boston hanging yep. out with his, his girlfriend Jen, still together. Okay. Jen and Danielle are best friends. From okay. high school, like who played yeah. soccer okay. together and everything. So they're now together, and I had never met him, even though he's best friends with my so friend. So Danielle had seen, known, known of me because of Nick, and had seen us on Facebook of who my girlfriend was. And, and I had actually gone out in Boston with a girlfriend a few times, and I was not a fan. Yeah, she didn't like her. No. With, yeah. with your ex-girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unbeknownst to me. Um, and anyways, she caught her at Vox kissing some other guy. Uda, you did? Yeah. <laughs> so I immediately called my friend Jen because I always thought oh, so you're the one that, 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 that exposed, exposed the whole thing. The whole she was the whistleblower. Thing. And we had never even That's met. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't even met her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when did you find... So I come home from the Caribbean about, like I said, three months later for good. Yep. And I'm, I'm at my buddy Nick's house again and I'm on Facebook with him and his girlfriend saying, oh, you got to hook me up with somebody. So I'm going through, I'm like, that was really cute. And the rest is history. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. so you got engaged after three months. We oh, were that's together awesome. for like two and a half years before getting married. Yep. Just got had our 10 month or 10 year anniversary. Oh, good for you guys. Congratulations. Thank that's you. awesome. What year did you get married? 11 then? 2011, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. All right, so tell me about you, Danielle. Where'd you grow up? I don't, I'm not as exciting as he is. I mean, that um, was pretty <laughs> exciting. Neither am I. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Raleigh, Mass, right okay. here at Ipswich, Georgetown area. Yeah, yeah. Um, had a pretty, I guess, standard upbringing, oldest of three kids. Um, I definitely followed the rules, unlike my husband did growing up. I was sort of, I had that fear in God of my parents. Tissues. Yeah, I was. Um, I That's the way me and Nicole were, too. It's that same exact same thing. thing. She yeah. was like always like, perfect. She never missed a single day of school. No, nope, like, yep, yep. Perfect. Yeah. You know? Me, not so much. No. Yeah. So anyway, so my I have a lot of engineers in my family. So okay. when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, I wasn't too sure. But my dad always told me, well, with engineering, you learn a lot of life skills. Yep. And um, it's something that you can sort of pivot into a different um, career if that's not where you want to know. So I went to school at WPI. Yep. I went for industrial engineering. Uh, I ended up working at Staples. They had like a management rotation program where you got to rotate through their corporate office in Framingham. Yep. Um, I, my first actual position within that two-year rotation period was in Portland, Oregon. I was working at a fulfillment oh. center doing like, sh you know, as a shift supervisor, so I yep. was driving like a pitchfork. Going to a lot of strip clubs. Excuse me. <laughs> Hey, hey Portland, Portland has the most strip clubs per capita, I think, in the country. I didn't know that. Yep. Neither did I. Uh, and that's, like, <laughs> so it's basically where people end up, like, male, female, like, that's, that's where, where you sort of close out the night. Yeah. All right. 
So that's just a small tidbit of Portland. Um, but yeah, there's more to Portland than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it was great. Just this was the first time being really off my own. I had no no one. In Wait, Portland. hold on, take it back one step. Did you say you were driving fork trucks around? Yeah, yep. like in the warehouse. Yep, that's pretty cool. I had my burger, my Timberlands on pretty much every day. Yep. yep. Like the one female within room of guys who, you know, again, like third shift, it's yeah. like midnight and, yeah, had to right off the bat be a young female having to sort of. That's awesome, though. Yeah, you know it wasn't so much. Well, because well, that's going for it. And that's getting yourself out of your, you know, normal oh, comfort yeah, zone. Totally. You're doing something that you've never done before. Yeah. You know, and that takes balls. Just like going to the Caribbean takes balls. Yeah. You have your own business and yeah. doing all these things. And that's probably why you guys have done so yeah, well together I think that's definitely you know part of it and I mean going through an engineering school it was definitely one of the fewer female you know I think it was like at the time four to one male female yeah um, but yeah I sort of was like make it or break it for sure and it was yeah. a, a year rotation so um, again not knowing anyone I was definitely homesick <laughs> I had friends family people so you went out by yourself out by myself yep had a little studio apartment it was an, actually in a really cool, it was like the Northwest area, which is, or at least was a really great area. I don't right. know how Portland is yeah, right now. Portland's in bad shape. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I spent a year there, six months at their corporate office, and then six months at one of the delivery hubs, which is in North Reading. So yep. throwing boxes on the belt, having these truck drivers lining up their routes in the morning at like 5 a.m. I used to, he used to make me coffee and oatmeal before going to work. That's awesome. So yeah, it was a... Uh, so, so that was what, right out of school? Right you, out of school, you did yeah, that. the first two years. And then um, I had the opportunity, actually, one of my good friends who is, grew up in Wyndham and yep. moved back to Wyndham, Riley. Um, she oh, yeah. Riley Doherty. Oh, yeah. Yes. Still at Staples. Yes, yeah. still at yeah, Staples. Yeah. They and together. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we worked oh, together. No way. And she sort of, I did a ride along with her because I knew I didn't want to be really in the fulfillment center yeah. space. So, um, did you meet her at Staples? At Staples. Totally, just an And is that how you ended up moving up this way? Like, just Well, from... his dad is in, in Salem. Oh, New that's Hampshire, right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I knew that she was in Wyndham. And so, yep. like that, just the familiarity when we were trying to figure out where to move to after his um, residency in Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, so she like sort. I mean, she's my age, or maybe even a year younger, and she yep. was just you know such a go-getter. Fire yeah. I was like, if she can do it, I think I can at least come close to what she's doing. So yeah, it was yeah. really successful. I mean, Staples has a great, and I'm sure it still is, but very like fundamental sales. You know, learn a lot of um, just day to day. You know, cold calling, and then um, I went. Hustling, yeah. We yeah. moved to New York sort of within two years, and fortunately, just given how I was doing, they gave me a position in the New York territory, so I covered Manhattan. So wait, so you guys went down to New York, you you mentioned it briefly, yeah. for yep. your residency in Brooklyn. Yeah. Exactly. Right, yeah. so you guys are how old then? What, 24, 25? Yeah. Uh, 20, yeah, 25. Around there? Yeah, 25. Okay, you guys the same age? No, he's, he's, two, he's two years older. older. Okay. Um, all right, so you're 25, 26, you moved down there, you're working... At St uh, Staples. No, and what would you say? You just said the, like oh, at their Manhattan office. You were, yes, working okay. at their Manhattan office, covering okay. the, a lot of the Manhattan territory. And what were you doing at that point? Um, I was still just feet on the street. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that was great. And then I had an opportunity, ADP, they had like a, a sort of like an ancillary team doing um, sales and use tax software. So ADP, I got, the payroll company? Yes, yep. ADP, the payroll okay. company. So I got to actually meet with a lot of like designers and going to like Ferragamo and like all these cool places cool. and here I am like wearing my Express <laughs> and you know all these like little model names and then 
you know, I definitely found an appreciation for designers yeah. when I was living in Manhattan, or if we were living in Brooklyn. Um, so yeah, so. And then you worked at LinkedIn. And then I worked at LinkedIn in the, the Empire, Empire State, State Building. Building. Get yeah. out of here, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We, I was like the first of, I think there were three of us that started this division called, um, it was with for Sales Navigator, the sales solutions team. So okay. we basically sold licenses to enterprise, you know, to companies to use the millions of, you know, uh, members on their network yep. to create very targeted lead lists and using instead of like f phone calls or emails like using their messaging system because it wasn't really flooded at the time sure so yeah it was definitely a great opportunity like that was like I think my first taste at entrepreneurship because like we were there at 7 a.m. having our drinks at 6 p.m. still yeah. working I think that's really when I was introduced to all the how like day drinking is something that you can accomplish while being <laughs> somewhat pro, you know, effective doing work. Well, but, I, um, I'm actually going to correct you on something because you said your story isn't as exciting as his. It absolutely oh, is. Well, it's awesome. You know what I mean, all the stuff that you've, you've said is like unbelievable. Oh, you know, I had no idea. It's really, really cool. All the stuff yeah. that you did at such yeah. a young age, too. Yeah, female and, paving the way. Right. And, and, and going out and doing things that are, you know, are different than what most young females are doing, especially 15 years ago. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Good Thank for you. you. Thanks. Yeah. Trailblazer. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 that's the thing. It's like everybody that, that I talk to or I know that, that does really well and is successful in any type of area, that's it. It's doing things different than other people have done before you. Yeah. You know, so good for you. That's, Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. That's, that's. I didn't marry her just for her looks. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You had a lot more hair back then. But yeah. <laughs> Did you have long hair back then? It was pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty damn good. move coming out of the pool used to be shaking the head, running the fingers through the hair. Yeah. That's, yeah, he, that's my move now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he thinks he's Nick Lachey's doppelganger. He actually looks pretty close to him. Oh, that's other, wicked funny. Yeah. That, face, that, 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 that photo's still on Facebook, me, me compared to Nick. Oh, do you have a side-by-side? -side? Oh, we do. Uh, we, we, we do, like he's in on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we are. We're, what, 2005, oh, six? Geez. No, this is now 2011, 2015. Okay. So we lived in New York City. 2011 to 15. Oh, wow, it was just that recently that you, yeah. you lived in the city? Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. guys were there, what are you, six years, five years? Five I was years. there six years. She was, yep. yeah, yeah, about five, five, six, five. All right, four, so yeah. what was the transition? out of the city how'd that happen oh I couldn't get out of there fast enough really? I miss just I mean the restaurants are amazing yep. but like we have a we rescued a dog there and like she was we were right across from Prospect Park which is an awesome area yep. but she was like I would literally have to carry this 50 pound dog in my hands to just walk across the street to go to the bathroom yeah. and you know we're very close to our families yep. so we just and we, we had a, a daughter Ava okay so well, your daughter Ava was, was born, born in, oh yeah in, New York, right, right. in Brooklyn <laughs> yeah so that was one of the big big reasons why too yeah um, yeah. We did, we weren't a big fan of bringing bringing her on and off the trains and sure. in crowded areas and yep. and we, you know babysitting was going to be really challenging too. Absolutely, so just the cost yeah. of living yeah. right. was crazy. So you're still you're at at LinkedIn at the time. Yep. Are you at LinkedIn at the time? Now we kind of skipped some of your yep. your medical training, right? So yep. you were um, you were training to be uh, not training. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, you're right. You're, exactly. Right. Training to be an anesthesiologist. anesthesiologist. Yep. Um, were you at that point? An anesthesiologist, or were you still? I was in once I graduated in 2015 in Brooklyn. Okay. Yep. Because I'm not familiar so with how the So as soon as you graduate, you're training for four years. You considered 
All right, so you're a, you're a doctor then. Yes. Your doctor soon. You're doctoring. Your your doctor as soon as you graduate med school. So as soon as you get your diploma, you're a doctor. Then you're a doctor. You just don't know what to do with it. Right, 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 right. Then you gotta train and be like, oh wait, I can actually handle when someone's dying. Oh god. So that took about four years. Yeah. All right. Yeah. One thing, if you ever go into a hospital that's a training hospital, you never want to go in June when all the new residents. No, July. Or July when all the new residents come in. Good to know. Good to know. I'm gonna stay out of the hospital this upcoming month. Please do. So you're you're an anesthesiologist at what hospital? It's called SUNY Downstate. Uh, okay. And one of the hospitals we rotated at is uh, Kings County Hospital, which is the first in the country called Level One Trauma Center. Okay. Which is basically means it's it's a war zone. Uh, oh. I drove him just. To so you know Mike Tyson was from Brownsville. Yeah. So all the people from Brownsville came to Kings County. Oh, Hospital. wonderful! So yeah. It yeah. was. I mean, we would have shootings. Must have been exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we saw a lot of shootings, a lot of gunshot wounds. Yeah. Chest, head. I mean, it was great training, but it was also pretty vicious. Yeah, pretty intense. I bet. Pretty intense. Now, what were you doing? Like, what type of anesthesiology were you, were you doing? Or yeah. You, so or, we, you yeah. know, it's called general anesthesia, but okay. do anything from giving you know, medications such as propofol. Here from Michael Jackson, Special K, okay. ketamine. Yeah. Um, putting people to sleep, making sure they don't feel pain. Yeah. We also do stuff called regional anesthesia, where you know, if you get a hip done or a knee done, yep. you don't necessarily have to go completely out, but you also don't want to fail, feel the pain when you wake up because it's just sure. tremendous. So we do nerve blocks. Do a, my, one of my favorite was actually uh, epidural anesthesia for you know yeah, yeah. pregnant women. I mean, yep. it's just so gratifying being able to re- relieve their pain. And, yeah. You know. But that's also where I think the transition from that into aesthetics is very simple. Like I can put a needle anywhere, and if I can put it in the middle of someone's spine or someone's neck, put it in someone's face can be pretty pretty easy. That's a good point. So absolutely. So you guys left. You left there in 2015. You left New York City then. Yeah. You're still LinkedIn. You're working at the hospital. So that and you know at the time I was also an entrepreneur. I okay. started my first business while I was in residency and invented okay. a product, an anesthesia device. It's kind of similar to CPAP at yep. home. But it's disposable, connected to wall oxygen. You know, when patients go to sleep, they obstruct, right? It's kind of yeah. like when they're sleeping, they obstruct. But when they're under anesthesia, they can't wake themselves up because we just keep pushing drugs. Yep, yep, yep. Makes so sense. I found a way to relieve that obstruction. Her father and I actually started a company at the time called okay, Revolutionary Medical Devices. Yep. yep. He was the engineer and he was the, the doctor that had the idea. So yeah. it was like the perfect thing. father was an engineer from MIT. Yeah. Wow. So we ended up, you know, in my residency um, when I was post-call, yep. I'd fly anywhere I could to try and raise money, you know, for, for the company. That's awesome. Yeah. So so, so what were the, what, so was it just that one device or do you have multiple devices? There we were had, a couple, yeah. but this yeah. we had two devices. One, really. um, but in, in in medical device, I mean, one device, it may take you $20 million, $50 million right. before you even see a profit. Wow. So, you know, I didn't, we didn't realize that going into it, really. You know, we were just so excited about having this cool cool device that right. everyone was jacked up about. Yeah. And How did that come about? Were, were you when you and your father-in-law just talking and... So I was I was delivering anesthesia. So you like go for a colonoscopy? Yeah, right. I haven't, but cool. Okay, so <laughs> you might be too. <laughs> what do they say? Fifty? I got I got a while. <laughs> so you give propofol, and propofol causes a ton of your airway to collapse and obstruct. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh my god, my patients, their oxygen levels are like getting so low. Do, do I just suck? Right. Or is this happening everywhere? Right. So I looked in the literature, and I was like, wow, this is actually new. It's up and coming too because morbid obesity is so sure. prevalent. And they had a very well obese population yeah. in that area. Right. Yeah. So I, I said, hey, Dad, I, I got a problem, and I don't know how to solve it. I don't have any tools to work for. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, let me let me draw some things up. 
we draw something. Yeah. Out. So he did his PowerPoint and yeah. he came back. He's like, I got an idea. And that's how it started. And that's how it started, just oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. So where do we go from there with that business? I didn't so, even know that existed. And I've talked to you a handful of times. Yeah. Before, so. so then we ended up, her father and I, we did a, our first Series A round. Yeah. I think we raised about 2 or $3 million. Yep. And then we ended up doing a, two or three additional rounds. We ended up raising a total of probably around $12 million in funding. Awesome. We had, I think, 12 full-time employees. Yep. Um, we brought the product to market. Where was this, this company based out of? It was actually based out of Tucson, Arizona. Okay. We had an East okay. West Coast division and an East Coast division. The East Coast was clinical and sales. Yeah. The West Coast was R and D. Okay. Manufacturing. Yeah. Wow. All right. So you yeah. had twelve full time employees. Did you were you still? I was still in, in the hospital then. Yeah. So, okay, you were still in the hospital on the day to day basis, yep. running the company. Were you involved in in that company? Yeah. 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 I was sort of. Oh God! I was helping with like quality. Everything was brand new. I think to everybody, yep. but especially me. And I'm like oh shit, like I know this is all medical and there's a lot of regulation. I hope that everything that I'm presenting to the team <laughs> is correct. So, I mean, it was more so like, you know, even like trade shows and marketing, yeah. like we attended, our first trade show was um, in Manhattan. So it's it was like, you know, I was the one leaving LinkedIn, yeah. rushing over. She I saw you still working Johnny football. I saw, yeah. LinkedIn, no shit, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 they had the Heisman Trophy yeah. at the same trade show. Yeah. So, so you're still full, you're both full-time doing your, your yep. primary careers, then also have this going as yep. well. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Sundays we'd have like, awesome. we had a two New York reps, we'd have them come over Team and power Sundays. Yeah, yeah it yep. was uh, great. That is yeah. pretty cool. So so where did that company like so, go? And yeah, we had, when we moved back here, we continued it. Yep. Um, and we ended up bringing the product to market. We uh, sold it in New York City, yep. as well as DC, and it started really taking off. And then because of that, we got a lot of interest from some of the larger companies. Yep. And in 2017, we got acquired by a company called Vire Medical. Okay. Um, and since then, I've come on as their chief medical officer. Okay, so they, they did they essentially end up purchasing the company? Yep, they did. Then you stayed on with them. Correct. And you're still on with them now. Yep, and awesome. it has been damn busy. Given you know they 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 sell also a ventilator company. Yeah, right? it's a ventilator company. Right. So last year with the the, the pandemic, you guys went you know shit house for a while. Yeah. You said right. Yeah. He's the only crazy. physician that works there, so he was like the one that was having to take the lead of like. And deal with a lot crazy. of regulatory agencies, you know, yeah. FDA, all the ones yeah. in Europe, and got to get product out. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty and, crazy times. And didn't you tell me before that there's only a few ventilator companies? There's not like yeah, they're not money. Yeah, maybe a handful. A, a handful. So and we're all trying to get the same parts too. Right, 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 right. And, the, yeah. and, and when there was the the, the shortage, shortage only last year, that was just craziness for everyone, yeah, right? It was. Yep. Didn't you tell me? And I may have these numbers wrong because I think we were having a couple of beers when you told me. But didn't you say there's something like uh, like a ridiculous surplus now because of how yeah. many were made in that short time frame? Yeah. It, well, one of the biggest things that happened was the government, U.S. government, purchased, I think, like over a billion dollars worth of ventilators yep. from three or four companies. One of our, we were included in there. Yep. And we had a $450 million contract, and that contract was canceled. Wow. Yeah. So they had already wow. purchased all so the they, they bought it. We're stuck. We're st we still have them. A lot of inventory. So I'm looking how, for some how, ventilators, let me know. <laughs> I know a guy. So how many ventilators to, were, were produced in that short amount of time? I mean, we we produced about 35,000, and normally we produced like you know, four or 5,000 a year. Right. So we ramped up. We partnered with um, like an aerospace engineering company. Yep. I know some of the other ones were partnering with like Ford and mm -hmm. trying to partner with Tesla. Yep. We went with NASA. 
No, that's not, <laughs> not a bad partner. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> to link up with. Yeah. Um, now, as far as that's concerned, right, so there's this gigantic surplus of ventilators. Are they going to be good for an extended period of time? or is it They have very, an expiration. I was going to say, it's got to be a very yeah. short shelf life, right? Because uh, the technology will change. and In med device, it doesn't change as fast. No, it doesn't? It doesn't, no. Probably because it takes so long to develop. And the right? regulation exactly. just to yeah. get approvals. Exactly. And, right. Yeah, so yeah, probably to, yeah. 10 years. Oh, okay, that's good though. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. all right. Well, that's interesting. But uh, what yeah. else do you guys have? This is like you keep throwing yeah. more and more shit at us. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Right. And then I got him into Botox, that's and right. then right. And she got me into Botox, and that's it. And the rest yeah. is history. Now we love it. Yeah. So, all right. So let's talk about that transition. So you're sure. you're still on as the chief medical officer. Is it is it what did you say? Vier Medical. Vier Medical. Yep. You were, at that time, were you so still with LinkedIn? So after, um, yeah, I was with LinkedIn for about six months after we moved back. Yep. And then just with the whole childcare, and I wanted yeah. to take the opportunity to be that stay-at-home ho mom. Sure. So um, we had Brady in 2017. Yep. And then I would say about, like, six months after that, I was like, all right, well, here's the opportunity that we now have yeah. with him and enjoying the whole. She wanted to start using her brain again. Yeah. You know, not just doing the baby talk. Yeah, that's that, that's short-lived from yeah. you know a, a lot of people that I talk to that Stay have been... Stay-at-home moms, man. That's it's not tough. an easy gig. Yeah. It's fucking exhausting. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's stressful. Like, like, oh, like hang yeah. out with the kids alone for a yeah. couple hours? I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. It's so true. <laughs> Nicole, where are you? iPads. You're going to be home. iPads. Yeah. Not anymore. My, 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 the boys are a little bit older now, but when they were small... It's tough. You know, because what's the age difference with your kids? Two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. All right. So, like, yeah. Matthew and Patrick, Michael's older. He's 15, so he's always yeah. been... He's easy. Um, but when the little guys were small, they're 13 months apart. It would be oh, like wow. just two two babies, yeah. you know. Yep. It's a, it's a lot of work, yeah. so it, oh, yeah. it, it's exhausting. So I was ready especially to do something different for sure. Well, yeah, and you know what I've found from a lot of people that I've talked to is like if you're, you know, if you've been out in the professional world and you've done all those great things that you were doing, then you take that time and you come home. And it's awesome to be with the kids for yeah. a while, but sometimes you want to get 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 back out there, yeah. you know. So, yeah. so you you said, all right, let's let's get this going. So yeah, I mean, I had, and I think when we had done Amber's thing, like I had gotten Botox, unbeknownst yeah. to him, and then yeah. when he made the comment of like, oh, you look so refreshed, what you do? And then he was doing the math thing. Well, I can just learn this and save all this money. And then I think just given how yeah, much so he enjoyed on trains, yeah. And then yeah. I really really enjoyed it. Did did, did you start? Thinking you were gonna go into business, or you're no. like, oh, I just do it for no. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, well, you don't have to go do it somewhere else. I can just do it. Yeah. Well, it was one of those right. things where we were getting like, I mean, family initially, then it went to friends, yep. and then some strangers were calling, and like we were doing this all out of our house. Yeah. And also, when I of turned my uh, dining room into, into a, a waiting, waiting room. room. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had the dogs barking, and right. I was just like, and one of our um, the, like allergen, which manufactures like the Botox and some of the fillers. They um, were giving us a hard time because we weren't like an established practice. Right, of they didn't think that was product. legit. They were so, giving us a hard time because yeah. we were injecting people in the kitchen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was picking Ava up from school one day, and I took a left out of the parking lot, and I saw it for rent. Yeah, and it happened to be our first office space. It was like a thousand square feet, right next door to. That was a little spot. spot on the corner of Cobbett's Pond yeah. Road, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then um, we were there for about a year. It was just him and I. Um, for the first six months, then we brought on a statistician and um, our nurse Rachel, who's still with us. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, we just we we had one capital piece of equipment. He continued to get trained. You take various courses and fly people in, fly passengers in. We're expanding yeah. on what like what products you Correct. offer at the time. Yep. Yeah. So you kind of started with Botox and then. 
Talk, talk a little bit more about that, too. And actually, I was going to ask you, based on that timing, was Nicole one of, like, the first people oh, to I start coming in? Oh, I can't say. Hip applies. <laughs> yeah? Well, I think she was. Because um, now that you're saying that, because she, she, I remember she said that uh, she went in, like, shortly after you guys were in the uh, the old place. You know? So yeah. one of your first she's, customers. Yeah. She's yeah. an OG, that's for sure. Yeah, she's yeah. been around a while. Totally. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so, you know, where were we? The way I was brought up, right? Yeah. From my father. Is if you want to be the best at something, you got to train with the best. Absolutely. And, you know that's why we would fly to Japan to to train, fly to you know to to Brazil, France, Germany, wherever, wherever the best training partners were. So when I when got you were in, training judo, you're saying judo. Yep. yep. So I, I took that same mentality and I wanted to apply it to aesthetics. Yep. So rather than just going to like a local course with you know someone that may not be that educated on it yep. i wanted to make sure that i had the best plastic surgeon train train me yep. as well as you know some some of the other best injectors that are in this country yeah so i i flew sure her name at the time was botox bunny and now her name's the injector bunny erica berry she's okay. like the dc area. yeah she's a big influencer in, in the botox world okay so we flew her in twice to have several days of, of awesome you know hands-on training yep. being able to facially learn how to face uh, assess someone and understand what they really need to optimize their, you know, their, their beauty. Sure. Uh, and then we took a course um, with his name's Arthur Swift. He's considered like the godfather of injectables, this okay. plastic surgeon out of out of uh, Montreal, Canada. And you know, I think that's really what started separating us from. You know, he was the like other, jacked up when he went to that yeah. course. I think really? it was just transformational. Yeah. 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 And I, I know what good training is, you know, right. and that was one of the best training I've ever had. Well, what I always say to you know the people in our office here and talking about you know mortgages, right? So the the guys that work for me, if you wanna if you wanna be the best, and you wanna grow and improve, you need to compare yourself to the best. You need right. to do what they mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. just just like you're yeah. saying. It's it's spot on. Yeah. You know you don't compare yourself to or or try to be like the guy down the road right. doing the exact same thing as you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like look at you think, number one, number yeah. one, and strive to be that. And that's, it sounds like that's been your mentality, and that's yeah. why you guys have done so well. And yeah. a lot of people, like, we're actually, um, we're opening up a satellite location in North Andover for the beginning of fall, and a lot of people are like, oh, there's so much competition, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, listen, we're, there are plenty of faces to go around, but, yep. like, if we're just focused on just being the best okay. and, Perfecting um, new craft, being you know, caring best. about our patients, yeah. providing them a good experience, yeah. then, I mean, people will maintain, you know, stay where they're, yeah. they're, they're at if they're happy, but we'll just... You know. And as you guys, I'm sure you know, and you know from from you know athletics, you never worry about the competition. You worry yeah. about yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. You worry about yourself. You be, yeah. be be awesome. And if I'm looking behind, yeah. Nope. You can't be yeah. worried about them. Let them worry we about you. We got to keep training Ava. Yeah. Anytime our daughter runs, she's always looking to see how close that but guy is behind her. I'm like, just run. Yeah. Just, just run. look forward. <laughs> go. Go. So, so same mentality. So, so this sounds this is super interesting. So you, you're growing the business, you're flying these professionals in, you're training all over the place. Mm -hmm. yep. At the time, what what are you doing as you're growing the business on, on that side? Are you are you like more like running the business piece while you do the the, the medical do, side? Yeah, he's managing the medical side. Yep, and I'm doing sort of the rest of it. Um, and it was, you know, at the beginning, and everyone always says, oh, never go into business with family. And there were those rough, as I'm sure you and Nicole have experienced, like, there are sometimes some battles, and then I think we finally learned, like, okay, we got to stay out of each other's lane. That's it. Like, That's, it. And then, That's what I was going to say. That's yeah. it. You know what I mean? So. We're, we're, we've gotten, I mean, it's been a long time for us now. And um, early on, we, we had some of that, like, friction a little bit over things, mm -hmm. but that was just because we were we were getting in each other's way a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So we've completely divided what we do. I do everything related to 
to, to mortgages, to loans, to, to selling. Mm -hmm. Like you said, she does everything else. Right. Yep. She runs the business, she runs compliance, finances, everything. You know, I do my part really well, she does her part really well. And then it works. Yeah, it, it works. It, it's awesome. Yes. And then we just come together to, to brainstorm about creative ideas. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we're never really stepping on anyone's toes. I know. Yeah. And it yeah, sounds like that's married. that's yeah. a similar yeah. setup. And it's like, let's be good at what we're good at, you know? Um, all right, so you're developing the business. You're doing the medical stuff. Um, you started off with Botox, fillers. What else do you guys do at, at MD that people should know about? So one of the things that really differentiates us is we have pretty much a painless laser hair removal okay. machine. Now, I got laser hair on my back with the old technology, and yep. I'll tell you, you want to torture somebody, tie them down, give Is them laser awful? hair. Oh my oh, God. You're like sweating. I mean, I've had like my armpits. You're sweating by the time you're off the bed. Is it's it a long so procedure? That's 20 minutes of fucking hell. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the What is it like? like uh, I don't know if you have any tattoos, but like a tat is it like a tattoo gun? That type of? It's like She's got rubber tattoos. bands. Just shh, my parents. Don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, it's like rubber bands, like painful, like it, with electricity at the end. Oh, like, it's just it literally like, feels it's like you're just slowly burning each part of your yeah, skin. Like, yeah, like, it's bad. It's terrible. You ever put your hand on a hot, hot plate? Yeah. That's what it keeps failing like. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, so it's what's like, the difference with the technology that you have? Well, it's yeah. still a, the gold standard is an Alexandrite laser for laser hair, okay. but it's just this, the manufacturer of this product or the device found a way to make it pain-free. I don't know what this, if you yeah. even Is it really it. like pain-free? That's, yeah, that's as long as you, you might feel like a warm stone, yeah. but it was just fine. Yeah, and, and I mean, even if you do feel a little bit of pain, it ha it gets turned down. The, yep. the it's say, it, the efficacy is the same. Yeah, the effectiveness yeah. is the same. That's so great. It's it's game changing. I mean, we were doing like, you know, maybe twenty or thirty patients for laser hair removal yep. a month before. Now we're doing like two hundred. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people come in to get their, you know, Brazilian done. They're like, I'm only going to try this. And all of a sudden, like, oh, my God, I want to get my legs, my arms. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right? been awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Now, with that, for the people that don't know that might be interested in that, how does that work as far as, um, like, time? what does it take for time? And then do, you, do they go multiple times? Yeah. And what's also great about this technology compared to the other ones is you can do it during the summer. It doesn't matter if you ever tan or not. A lot of the older technologies, if you were in the sun, then you're more likely to get burned. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember, I think it was last summer, at some point, Nicole did some hair removal thing on her legs, and she would have her legs covered up with towels all the time. Just, yeah. like, <laughs> hey, that's a good patient right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm not messing with it. I don't have to do it again. Yeah, yeah. So, so you don't have to do that as much? Not, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so you go, I mean, depending on the area size, sure. but anywhere from... Five minutes to, if you're doing like a guy's back, it can take upwards of like 50 minutes. All right. um, and then you usually do it, I mean, we sell them in series of four because some people see full results in four, so you do them spread a, a month apart. Okay. Um, usually up to six. Up to six, yeah. All right. So, yeah, and then. I've got my arms, I've got my legs. I've got <laughs> my really? chest. He has less oh, hair yeah. in his body than I legs? feel that. I, I don't shave my legs. No, I I, I laser, feel that. I laser hair my legs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not very hairy. Yeah, yeah. no, you're lucky. No, yeah. yeah. Um, Irish, not, not, not very hairy over here. Yeah. Um, all right, so laser hair removal. What are the other you know, big... Yeah. I mean, so our biggest thing is when a patient comes in, they yep. may say, oh, I, I just want my lips done, or I think I need sure. tear trough, which is a type of filler under the eyes. 
But whenever somebody comes in, just the state of New Hampshire requires a doctor or an NP to do it like a medical consultation. Okay. And in, within that, we also do a full facial assessment. Okay. So it helps, I mean, obviously within reason, if somebody's not concerned with different areas of their face, we're not going to call that out. But we just try to educate them on the yeah. overall aging process. <laughs> you're like, wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know what you're thinking this. But. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, here's the we reality, don't right? Anybody. If yeah. someone comes in and they're looking to get their cheeks done, but their jaw looks terrible, right. then people are just going to keep on looking at their jaw. Yep. So right. we we specialize in facial balancing, okay. making sure that you know where your insecurities may lie or where your imperfections may lie, we just try and you know perfect them and bring them out a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So fillers, laser hair, we have like CO2, um, That's skin That's the resurfacing. other big thing that we have that's What's that? really differentiating is that it's a CO2 laser. So basically... Think about you know trying to sand the floor. Okay. Right. You might have some imperfections in there, right? Yeah. Some rough edges, and then you're gonna take a sander to it, right? And make it nice and smooth. Yep. So the CO2 laser does the same for your face. You might have little small wrinkles. You might have little small blemishes, and it basically just completely lasers off the first layer of your skin. Oh, get out of here. And kind of sands it down. Yeah. And most people, when they think of CO2 laser, sometimes you even have to be put under because of how yeah. much, how painful. I was going to ask, the, is there the pain trauma. with that? Um, but this laser, although it can be like ablative, which is sort of as intense as you can get. It just sounds ablative. Just, yeah. 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 It's Blade. about um, like seven, <laughs> seven, maybe ten days of social downtime, but it's like significantly less. I would say at least half of what you would get with a normal yeah. laser, but just as effective. Yeah. Wow. So. It's really versatile. I mean, you can do you know treatments where people just have like a little bit of redness for a day and just have multiple of those each month, mm -hmm. you know, yep. every month, or you just go all out and, and just. Just sand yep. away, baby. Yeah. Just sand away. <laughs> Smooth it out. But my grandmother is 83, and she's yeah. had two of these decas, and she's really yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. And what did you call it? I liked your words. Social downtime. Yes, yeah, social that downtime. Means you stay home. So you're, yes, you don't want to leave the house. Your kids are probably gonna look at you and be like. You just do your <laughs> You're like, it's going to be so smooth. Yeah, It'll make exactly. Freddy Krueger's for a couple yeah. of days. Yeah? yeah. What does it bring the blood out? very, very high end. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. so just at my grandmother, as an yeah. example, it, um, she looked like a cabbage patch doll for yeah. a couple of days, but just with the swelling. And then she had some, not blistering, it was just like in some, what is it, the erythema of... Um, yeah, like pockets and edema. things. Edema. Sorry. Wow. Um, so yeah, so that... Well, that sounds cool. Cool yeah. sculpting. Cool you know, sculpting. if you've had a few too It many, works. Cool sculpting really does? Really well. Yeah? Yeah. Can you get rid of like 25 pounds out of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, growing up, my dad, you know, always always said that I was carrying my own tire around. Yeah. You know, called me saddlebags. Yeah. Poor so I've always been a little self-conscious about my about my love handles. Yeah. So yeah, I've been just cool sculpting them away and was really impressed with the results. Well, how does that process work for people that are wondering about it? Yeah. Like, what is it? Yeah, so it's a device. Now it's going to shock cool. It actually freezes your fat. Okay. And it freezes it to the point where the cells die. Okay. Right? And then when your cells die, your immune system eats them away and you basically flush them out through your urine. Now, what's what's even, you know, what's even cooler is is like no pain. Right? It, you know, you still have a little bit of have you ever iced an injury? Yeah. yeah. So it's going to feel like that for about yeah, yeah. 2 minutes. Okay. But it's like 10 times colder than that. So it it gets numb right away. Right. And then after that, you know, you're you're golden. Interesting. Same question yeah, with that. No is, that is that multiple 
Depends. Depends on the area. Depends yep. on how much fat there is there. And okay. like we do, we have um, for the cool sculpting, we do complimentary complimentary consults just because everyone is so different. Right. Like that, we go by cycles, so every time the applicator is used, that would equate to a cycle. And usually, gotcha. like the abdomen can be anywhere from four to six cycles. Somebody has like the bra fat yep. or like the thighs or things like that. So it definitely varies. So we we will like map the areas so that people yeah. can get a sense as to not just how many applicators or cycles for one treatment, but yep. if you may need multiple, it's, it's sort of like all dependent on what their goals is sure. and what they're looking for. So. Absolutely. Sounds very like consultative with, very with all of it, which yeah. is which, which is, is also probably the differentiator too yeah. With, yeah. with you guys. And your office is beautiful. Oh, thank you. You know you. what I mean? I've thanks. been there a few times and it's it's, it's, yeah, it's awesome. It's very like gender neutral. We're trying to like, it's very welcoming for males too. No, you know, totally, you, you yeah. want to be like throw up pink everywhere. And no, have no, them, it's, it's, it's very nice. It's welcoming. It's warm. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think a lot of times People walk into those types of places, and it, it, it almost, when I say those types of places, I mean anywhere that you're not comfortable yeah, yeah. going. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, 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 it can be a little intimidating. Yeah. And when I walked in in, in there, and I, you know, I didn't have that feeling at all. Awesome. So that's good. That's yeah. a good thing. That's you've done a great job. We strive for yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. You've done a great job. Well, I'll also say my, you know, my my staff is amazing. I mean, yep. they're, they're really quality, quality individuals. Yeah, that's what you need. Caring. Um, and, I get so much good feedback from our patients with regards to, you know, from the first phone call yep. up until they leave. It's the same, same type of care, you know. So that's top down. That's yeah. what, that's the way it goes. You know what I mean? It's how you guys run the place and how you, how you lead and how you treat people. Yeah. The people working for you will do the same. So yeah. you've done a good job. And your team's been fabulous to work yeah, for our, awesome. two, our mortgages that we've done. So Thank <laughs> you. We, we try our best. You know what yeah. I mean? We really do. And, you know, over the years, just like you guys are doing, I try to develop and make, you know, improve processes and make things better mm -hmm. and try to be different than the rest. And that's the key to growing and, and taking over yeah. a, a market. And that's what I try to do. And it's like you've done a good job seeing you on every billboard well. around. That's the goal. People, people joke all the time, like, I see you everywhere. I'm like, yeah, that's what that's I'm trying what to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the objective here. Yep, yep. Um, all right, what else? What other services do you have at, at MD that people should know Facials, about? Facials, waxings, okay. all that, like anything. Hormone replacement therapy, so okay. testosterone replacement therapy for males. Yep. We also do growth hormone releasing peptides. Okay. And uh, we have my nurse practitioner, folk, fit, um, focuses on female hormone replacement therapy. Okay. Yeah. I just got my labs back. Yeah. What's that? You're very complex beings. No, so, <laughs> so I mean, whether you're pre or postmenopausal, our yep. hormones affect so many things, whether it's sex drive, lack of, you know, inability to sleep, all of that stuff. So yep. um, by just, you know, for me, I wanted to do it, not that I'm necessarily going to take hormones, but I just sure. wanted for my own knowledge of like, okay, why am I feeling this way or not feeling this way? Yep. And is it a hormonal imbalance or something else? So. Well, some um, of that, it, it's good to do that stuff sometimes. Like Nicole was going to do, um, she, she was like, wasn't feeling well sometimes when she would eat certain foods. Mm -hmm. So yeah. she did like a, a food sensitivity yeah. test. Same idea, Same right? Idea. Let's figure ourselves out, see what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And that's something that people could come in and you could help out with too? Absolutely. All yeah. right, yeah. awesome. It's actually a big part of our business. So. Now, I've heard about these, uh, these IV Oh, vitamin IV hydration. Yeah. Talk to me about that. That sounds like it could be great on a Sunday morning every once in a while. Well, funny <laughs> you say that. I definitely had to go to a, I definitely had to go to a house two weeks ago on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we had a, for, uh, house calls. Birthday. Yeah. yeah, we did a house call, which is not a on the menu, but um, good friends of ours. But yeah, I mean, we've had patients who come in because they know that like they're getting the second dose of their vaccine, yep. and they're trying to sort of get ahead of 
that horrible 24-hour period. Um, we've had we've some of our patients are younger who have like our Lyme disease, you know, have oh, Lyme yeah, disease, yeah. and we have like the glutathione. And just with his anesthesia background, we actually are, we customize yeah, all we customize of our everything yep. versus a lot of these all practices are like prepackaging. Um, so we can definitely make it more customized to the patient. And same thing, yeah. if somebody's interested in learning about that, they can just give you a call and set yeah, a time to come in and you absolutely. can talk about everything. So what we love to do is educate. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That sounds great. I mean, it sounds like you guys have a real kick-ass business going over there. I'm, I'm super happy for you guys. I really Appreciate am. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, anything else you want to share with anyone before we wrap up? Thanks for this opportunity. Yeah, yeah it was no, a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, you got love, this love a lot of fun. And uh, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, we've hung out a few times. I talked to you, and I didn't know any of this stuff. That's why I love doing these things because it's like not only do I get to learn more about you guys, but everybody yeah. watching and listening does. And yeah. it's it's great to learn about people. You yeah, know what I mean? That's how sure. we you know can grow and do better. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Where can people find you guys, like social media? What's the, the phone number of the office? Yeah, all that good so stuff. the phone number is 603-458-2102. Uh, Instagram, which we're most active on Instagram, it's uh, md.aesthetics. And then um, our website is mdaestheticsnh for New okay. Hampshire.com. Awesome. Well, Danielle, Mike, thank you guys so much thank for you. coming on. Thank you. thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank Have you. a great day.